Good news, everyone. So weird. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Broken and Bougie podcast. I'm Chrissy. I'm Quinn. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. And I can't even be, I mean, I'm going to be cheerful. This is always my stance in life, even when I am in uncomfortable in any kind of situation. Quinny knows I laugh when <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Um, so it's a coping mechanism. Um, and I say that because we should just get right to the punch. Um, we are going to talk about a heavy subject um, that a lot of people go through. They just don't talk about it. Um, and suicide and mental health. So I say that because I'm being forthcoming and this Saturday, my brother took his own life, um, which has rocked my family um, in a different way. I feel like we grief. We had a grieving situation where I talked about having other siblings die, but I feel like you're in an unease place when someone takes their own life because you don't have any answers, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, but if someone dies, I have a sister who died of cancer, really pneumonia due to the cancer, but we had, we, we knew why she died. You know, there's always like a reason that, you know, my brother was murdered. We, we didn't know why he was murdered, but we had a reason why he died. He was shot and killed. But I feel like when it's someone taking their own life, you start to question it more than you've ever questioned. Was there something they said? Was there something I could have noticed? Um, was there a crowd for help that maybe went unanswered that I ignored or didn't see the signs? Um, I felt like there's a whole bunch of things, but you, you'll never know the answer because the only person who knows the answer is now gone, you know? So Unless you're into Luigi board and stuff like that and you want to conquer the bed. I do not. Oh, what did you call it? Luigi board. It is not. Luigi is a Mario character. Oh, called, what is uh, it called? A Ouija board. The what? A Ouija board. Oh, Ouija board. I always thought it was called the Luigi board. I thought like, what is That's why. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Tangent. I know this is a serious subject, but I, there's this comedian I follow he takes things from the internet and he reads it about like what people say and what they write and obviously things they write wrong and one of them was he was talking about the Luigi board and they spelled it like <laughs> Luigi and I was like I literally was like there's not I was like it is a Luigi board so what is he talking about like I literally was so dumbfounded because I was like it's a Luigi board what are you talking about no girl I just <laughs> thought I thought it was pronounced Luigi but spelled with an o like the O was silent. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. This is all true. The, <laughs> the L would have been non-existent then. Where did the L come in? Isn't there an L Ouija board? Oh no, it's like OJ, huh? I'm like, there's no L. Oh, that's maybe I thought like the O took on the sound of L. You know how there's somewhere it's 
that take on a different sound. I've never in the history, but where, give me an example of when. I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Um, but there is, there's words that take, oh, I know. Um, no, I I know there's psychology. It's the pH takes on the, the sound of an S. Yeah, I agree with you. So when in the, what word where the O takes on the sound of an L? That's oh. what I'm asking you. You know, I am not Webster. So <laughs> clearly I cannot tell you. Anyways, like I said, if you're into conjuring spirits, I am not. Um, I literally use sage to way get away from the spirits ground I don't want any spirits coming near me talking to me talking through me okay so me. you we brought up the Luigi board because now I have to call it the Luigi board yes we brought up the Luigi board because would you ever use that to talk to anybody no I wouldn't either I'm scared. I, I've I always even, heard. That. I wouldn't even want to be around you if you did that. Like you, I wouldn't even. Um, I won't even buy a, a Luigi Luigi board um, because it. They say like you can't get rid of it. Like it just keeps coming back. And I was just like, nope. There's actually a movie called that too. And I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to be around it. I also hear that like sometimes other spirits come through when you're trying to conquer, like if you're trying to talk to one, sometimes you might not get in, in touch with that spirit. You'll get in touch with a whole nother spirit and they might not want to go away. And I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. I'm okay. I would rather not. Um, but with that said, um, this is also not the first suicide I've had to deal with. Um, me and Quinny had a friend that we went to high school with, um, that I actually went to elementary and junior high with too, who committed suicide. Um, so I agree with you. Suicide is, leaves you with a lot of questions. Yes. And with the sense of like, I don't, I don't know another word other than I would use shame because it's like, what more could you have done? Where it's yeah, like yeah. usually when someone passes, you don't feel a guilt or shame for their mm-hmm. death. But when they're it's suicide, it's like, could I have called more? Could I have, you know, reached out more? Should out. yeah, no, pick up signs, all those things that you say. And then like when you bring up the friend from high school, like I only knew him based off his social media pre- presence. I think you had communicated with him to hang mm-hmm. out. I hadn't had any interactions with like that with him in, in years, probably since high school, but we were always pleasant on social media. So it and his social media was very lively. So I remember I very think lively, was, yeah. very positive, positive spiritual, spiritual blast. Everyone's blast, positive vibes. Like you and everyone, all his friends that like talked to him or said anything, like people were like, I just wished I knew he was suffering. But with that said, I feel like people have this silent suffering that they'll never share with anyone. Um, Can I, can I interrupt you? Because you are a hundred percent right. And I just had this conversation with a friend and I'm so happy that they felt the courage to reach out because they were just having a really tough day, like a really tough 
mental health day. And um, they reached out to me and we talked, we got to spend the day together and we talked about losing friends um, to suicide. And I did share with her, you know, what happened over the weekend, like what Mm -hmm. you shared with me, you know, when you called me and I was blunt. And I think I would have never had the courage to just directly ask someone that question had you not called me and told me what you told me and are going through currently with your brother. You know, I would never ask someone that, even though I did have a friend from high school that, you know, committed suicide. And even though like, I did know this person was in a really bad spot, like, I just don't think I would ever feel comfortable asking that question. But because Mm -hmm. of what happened, I felt like I felt I had to do it. Yeah. And I was surprised that she was honest because she was like, I normally would, you know, say I'm okay and say that I've never thought that way. She was like, but I have. Mm-hmm. She gave and me reasons why she wouldn't do it, yeah. you know? I feel but- like you, that's when you have to outweigh that. I don't know if it's true, but I feel in some point in time when it gets really hard in life and you feel there is no rainbow at the end of a tunnel um, or a light or anything, you go in a very dark place. I've been in a very dark place. I've been in a very dark place where I wanted to take my own life, but you start to outweigh things of, then I start to think about my parents and what this will do to my parents. And what this would do to my friends and not even leaving a note. Me, and why would I do me, that? Me, me. I would, would I, would call, I would call you on the Luigi board. Like, bitch, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I will haunt you. No, just kidding. Right? But I, it, 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 it's, it's reverse haunting. And I feel like some people feel like they have no way out. And that is the only thing that they can do. And yet. Some people, I won't say everyone has at this thought, but there are a lot of people, especially during COVID, that you go in a very dark space. I've read so many articles about mental health and people not being good in COVID. And I remember just checking up on people, just um, my friend, Olivia, actually was like, yeah, was like, I, me and Olivia were acquaintances by friends so when we lived in New York I only hung out with her because of friends I had that were friends with her now when she moved here to Atlanta we moved around the same time I didn't really know anyone she didn't really know anyone so there was a point where I was like oh I'm gonna hang out with her and then I realized she was really fun and I was like well I want to hang out I hung out with her in New York it was more but it got to a point where if I didn't hear from Olivia I would reach out to her And she said this on Saturday before I found out anything of my brother. She says, I really thank you for always reaching out to me. She said, you barely knew me. She said, but yet you always checked up on me. You always text to say, hey, how's everything going? Hey, girl, you know, haven't talked to you in a month. What's been going on? Let me know. And it, you know, we went from being very lively to, and then this was before COVID because COVID, we were friends and she was coming over all the time. But this was literally, I would just, I did a due diligence of a girl that I liked. And I was like, hey, let me check up on you. Let me to see how everything's right. going. And it's the same with COVID. She lived alone. 
I was like, well, with her kitties too. But there was many times where I was like, well, I'm working from home. She's working from home. I'm like, what are you doing? Come over. <laughs> Let's drink. You know, let's do things. Um, if we're just doing them from my house, because sometimes you just need that personal interaction with people. You know, all the people that did like Zoom parties, we did Zoom parties. I did them with my cousins, I did them with friends. You sometimes right. still just need that interaction so you don't go in a dark place. But I've had a lot of friends that say that they went in a very dark place during COVID because it was really hard for them. I mean, right. you've mentioned that when Lily was gone, it was just you, you were like, going a little crazy there you can only watch so much so much netflix look on social media so much you know so Mm -hmm. no i agree yeah i feel you know seeing the suicide rate that did go up during covid is just you know it's really sad and you always want those people there and i know so many people in general that's been affected by suicide um my cousin who's my first cousin he's older his son committed suicide during COVID um he was actually in the army and committed it like in his barrack 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 there you go yeah and he was super young he was only 25 that, that's like the last thing he Oh yeah. So my cousin's son was 25 years old um, and he took his own life. And I feel like they're getting younger and younger, um, not younger and younger, but it is happening more to young, young kids are taking their lives, which I'm like, you guys have your whole lives ahead of you, you know, to take your whole lives. I always think of, um, it was the one girl they convicted because she talked her boyfriend into committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like crazy to me. Like, if you love me, you would do this. And I'm like, what the? And then there was another thing. There was like a, um, a cult. That's what they called it, a cult. But there was like a guy on the internet that was like telling these kids to kill themselves. And then they were doing it. Like, like in a pack, like, I was like, that is insane. Um, but I think that goes hand in hand with like your mental health because obviously you're not in a good place mentally. Um, right. That you're, you're not there, you know? You're, and I don't say that these people have never seeked help, but obviously they're not seeking any kind of help because they're, they're, they're there you know no I think that's not true because you hear about um people like what's that the artist you were like a really big fan of his and um I think he took his own life he was in Blink-182 maybe oh uh no no it wasn't Blink-182. he wasn't he's was in Lincoln Park he was, he was in Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park I was just gonna say that Chester Bennett yeah and um his wife came out and spoke and she said he struggled with it for years and then mm-hmm. she's like you know what he fought with it for years. He went back and she, you know, someone said he struggled with depression for years. And then she was like, no, he fought. He fought long and hard to like not do this. Like, yeah. So yeah. that always resonates and sticks with me because I had a completely different view of suicide probably before hearing that because mm-hmm. it's like, 
you think about it something that someone's like struggling through, but you don't give enough credit for how long that they fight They've without been struggling. Doing that. Yeah. And I also feel like they, that too. They fight through it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's something that just is like, I'm about to do this right now and this. I feel like it's something right. internally been struggling with for a very long time. And I think about that. I think of Chester Bennett, especially because we watch a show called A Million Little Things um Mm -hmm. on abc Mm -hmm. if you watch it's really good but it's about a guy a friend of theirs that commits suicide and he puts all these things into place um and one of his friends was about to commit suicide and actually stopped him from committing suicide when he got the call that his other friend committed suicide but i think about that because at the end of some of the episodes chester's wife comes on to talk about real suicide Mm -hmm. um and the other um bandmate um, Mike Shinoda um, talk about it and then they put a prevention hotline and um, if you've ever had suicidal thoughts but um, I definitely feel that yeah that's where I was going with that and then I think of the other people too like Anthony Bourdain and Avicii who all also committed suicide and mm-hmm. Huh? I said, yeah. Yeah. And they, and it's like people were saying, like, Kate Spade, you know, it's just like what they yeah, struggle yeah. with. They had, you I know, about Kate Spade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, there's so many where you, you think about it, it's like, well, they, they had this, 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 that's still not enough to. Now, things and at your hand and services aren't always what they need. And it's not enough. Maybe it wasn't, it's never, it was not enough for them to keep fighting the battle they were fighting. And I say that because only they are fighting that battle. No one else is fighting it. And we don't know where it came from internally or Mm anything. Only they can conquer it and get through the battle that they need to get through. And some people don't want that fight. And that's what I used to think. I used to always say that suicide was so selfish. They're so selfish to take their Mm -hmm. own lives. Mm -hmm. not knowing what it's going to do to everyone else. Mm -hmm. But when you really look at it right now and from mental, you know, a health standpoint, I go, I don't feel like it was selfish. Sometimes I feel like they don't have, it's no other way. It's kind of like when someone is super, super sick with cancer and don't want to fight anymore because that's their will. They just don't want to fight it anymore. Let me die. Just Mm -hmm. let me die. I feel like sometimes they just don't want to fight within themselves anymore it's just they want to end it they want to end the pain and the suffering they may be going through you know so it's just so sad it really sad. it really is sad because like you said it just leaves you there's just no answers there's no answers for there's us. no you answers want to understand it and put a nice pretty yeah. bow on it it's not a nice pretty bow it's not a nice bow it's not it's it's nothing you can do Yeah. So I don't think it's, I'll no, get bow. it's no pretty bow. There's no. no, it doesn't, it's just, there's no answers. That's like the tragedy of it. And it's like, it's different for each, you know, person. And like, yeah. I used yeah. to, like, I agree with you. I used to be like, oh yeah, you know, it's selfish. And then it's just like, I, I'm grateful that that's not the struggle that I have. No, not at all. 
And I think like this is Pride Month. So I always think about like the community, the LGBTQA, I believe, um, community. And I pulled up some statistics because it was crazy when I was reading it. And um, suicide is the leading, is the second leading cause of death among the LGBTQA, sorry, I want to be accurate, um, community from ages 10 to 24. 10 to 24. I know. That is, and that's the second leading cause, which I was like, this is crazy. Um, The um, LGB youth, it says seriously, um, contemplate suicide at least three times more than the rate of heterosexual youth which to me is crazy um suicide attempts by the lgbtqa community um are four to six times more likely to result in injury injury poisoning or overdose that requires treatment from a doctor or nurse compared to um straight peers in a national study 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt. 92% of these attempts um, were reported, or sorry, 92% of these individuals reported having attempted suicide before the age of 25. That's so sad. It's super sad. It's literally super sad. Um, It says, and then it just, this is from the Trevor Project. Um, It says one out of six students nationwide um, seriously considered suicide in the past year. And that's grades ninth through 12th. And that's in general. That's not um, the community. That's literally grade people at one out of six, every student nationwide from grades ninth through 12th seriously is considered suicide. That to me, it's crazy. I feel like in the past year, and I literally understand that. As I told you, there was so much high statistics for when we were in COVID. And mm-hmm. I didn't even think, I mean, you were in school, so you knew how tough it was. And my, my nieces were in college. I had another niece in high school. Like it was tough for them to not go to school every day. You know, we used to be like, we don't want to go to school today. Yeah. I wish I was homeschooled and stayed home. And then the Maybe. shit happened. And not all kids think like that, you know? They like going to school in peers. I think about when I was in high school. I hated high school, but <laughs> I did it. I hate, I had a hate love relationship with high school. And there were some days I was like, I don't want to go to school. But all my other days, like we have fun. I would go talk, have fun. We also didn't have social media. So you didn't know what was going on at school unless you went to school. You know, you didn't so know you any of the drama. Out of the loop. You, you were totally missed- out of the loop. I remember yeah. going on a trip you were on the trip too me and you were on the trip together I don't know where we were going and one of the girls let's call her ER got into a fight and hit the other girl with the newspaper and a can of soda (laughs) on the stage and we were so pissed that we were on a trip because we missed it you know so Back in the day, there was no social media. You had to go to school to figure out the drama, who hated who and who didn't like who and who was messing around with someone's boyfriend. Like we couldn't, we couldn't find that out on Instagram like we can now. I don't know. It's just, I, I think 
and maybe it's just me being naive. Maybe I don't know how many people around me struggled. I just think that it's harder now than it was for us back in the day. I think so. I think with the the increasing of like bullying, like again, bullying back in the day was bullying at school. Mm-hmm. Now people bully you. They bully kids at freaking, you know, elementary on social media. Mm-hmm. Like they bully that adults way. bully adults adult bully, bully kids. kids. I'm like, what? What? Uh, who are? You? What kind of? What is wrong with you to be bullying a kid? Don't get me wrong. I do tell kids I'm gonna walk them in a chokey, but that's just for discipline. <laughs> not bullying them especially like kids you don't know you know bullying these kids you just don't you don't know online it's crazy I feel I I feel for the youth they deal with a lot more and mentally you know they're not fully developed I would say to be equipped with having to deal with these things and I feel I feel bad for them. I feel bad. I don't even feel bad. I sympathize and I tell anyone out there that is struggling because at one point in all, I feel like everyone has struggled. Everyone has a dark cloud. Everyone has struggled with something and it doesn't matter what your struggle is. People struggle with not being able to have kids. People struggle because they're not married at a certain age. People struggle with finances. People struggle mentally with so much that happens and you know we all do so I definitely sympathize with everyone especially everyone going through a struggle within themselves that don't want to talk about that doesn't want to open up that doesn't want to share that just trying is trying to figure out all on their own and Again, you don't know what anyone is really going through. And you of all people would know, you know, I'm a person that gets very closed off very easily um, and doesn't want to explain. Naturally closed off. Yeah. A lot of things to a lot of people who say things um, and emotions and deal with all that. So it's hard to do to, for me to deal with emotions. So. How would you say, and if you're comfortable talking about it, how would you say you're dealing with your emotions now? Because I was shocked that you wanted to talk about this subject. Like, I know, I know. And I felt like I had to, to get it out there. Um, okay. I've been in shock. It's still a shockness because I just know who my brother is and everyone around me is shocked. So to say the least of them being shocked, I think now that some of my family members are going into the I need answers and why. And I have to explain to some people that we will never know an answer. Don't go crazy trying to figure out the what's and the why's. We just need to figure out staying true to ourselves and loving one another and loving him and his children and just making sure they know who he really was. We'll never know why. So I don't wouldn't want to drive myself crazy. I wasn't going to do that, but it's still been a shock and a struggle. And I did watch a really good movie yesterday, kind of about mm-hmm. like this. Um, and it it was good. I had a good cry. I had a good cry. Because my friend told me I should watch a very good sad movie that I loved to have a good cry, <laughs> and I did. I finally it did was it. a controlled cry, you know. What? <laughs> But it was good. 
And I always think about, um, sorry, I'm trying to look up the name. I watched a play um, that is being turned into a movie and it is called Dear Evan Hansen. And it's about a boy who is really struggling mentally in high school that writes a suicide letter to himself. Uh, he goes to print it out and a guy that is kind of like the bully of the school who doesn't have a lot of friends and mm-hmm. misunderstood steals this letter from him. Okay. The next day he finds out that that bully, that guy committed suicide. The guy who stole the letter? The guy that stole the letter. Remember, he wrote this letter to himself because okay. he was about to commit suicide. So he wrote a letter to himself um, and then the bully stole it. And then as he printed it out. So the bully ends up committing suicide and the letters in his pocket when he commits suicide. So his parents say, we don't have a, you know, they think that's his suicide note and they think it's to the boy, Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. But Evan wrote that to himself <laughs> because he was about to commit suicide. So he wrote a dear Evan Hansen that, you know, explaining all these different things that he was feeling, but the bully had it. So they mistakenly thought he was writing Evan and expressing all these things he felt. And this is why he committed suicide. And it's really good because it, it's actually a movie now. Like they made it into a movie. So once it becomes a movie, you guys should watch it. But I saw it as a Broadway play and it was phenomenal. Um, but it's about him keeping up with the lie. But within him keeping up with the lie and him saying that, you know, this and getting close with the sister, it kind of helped him realize he didn't want to commit suicide. This was not him. He just felt lonely. It made him and his mom closer and it made him start opening up more because of this happening and everyone never seen it coming and always thinking he, this guy was a bully. But then they were like, wow, Evan, you must have really impacted him for him to write such a letter like this because the letter gets out to like the whole school and all these people. Right. And they're like, he, you have to impact them in a way to write this letter. Again, it always comes out at the end that he never wrote the letter that he wrote that Evan wrote it but his mom tells him something at the end and his mom says you might have wrote this letter but deep down inside I feel like this is what my son felt and this is why he stole this letter he was like for him to steal a letter commit suicide and have it on him when he did it he felt something in this letter you know in this even if you wrote it about yourself so that is it um yeah I feel like I just want to keep this short and sweet I had to get it off I think Quinny was a little shocked when I was like yeah let's talk about I told you I was I know you were I know you were it's outside of the podcast usually we talked about a subject so much before so I'm so comfortable talking about it on camera but I think even with this like I'm your person I'm the person you called to talk about it but we didn't talk about it Mm -mm. it's a very touchy subject but I felt like if I talked about it on here I talk about it you know it's not something I've 
put on social media or blast it. I've letting yeah. some people know that are close to me. This is what happened. Um, and you know, my friend Olivia was with me at the time of me getting the news. She was great. I called Quinny in my Uber car ride and had to get all my laughs out before I actually went to see my family, you know, and just like drunk. But I, and that too, because I was day drinking also drinking when I got this news, like heavily, yeah. like five drinks in. Um, and so Jen knew these are news you just never expect in me, my Saturday of day drinking turned difference. I had to kind of like sober up, get my loss out. And my shockness of like, this is shock. Maybe I'm just drunk. Maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And this isn't going to be real, you know? So, but I do think I say, you know, talk to your friends, hug your friends a little tighter. Don't tell them they love them, love you, your friends, your family, everyone that you love that are close to you. Um, And that is it because I am very happy that I have a great support system and people that reached out to me, just making sure that I feel okay. And very grateful for that. We love you. Yeah. And I love all you guys, all you podcast listeners out there. All you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) All you cool cats and kittens. I love you all. That's why I wanted to say this. I love you all. And if you're struggling, uh, I definitely feel you need to talk to someone. Talk to your person, not their hotlines. I'll put some up there. My friend Desia works with a really good suicide um, prevention she volunteers for them. Um, she's been great. I reached out to her. So thanks for that. I know she listens. So thanks to her. Love you. Um, and yeah, I feel like we shouldn't do like, uh, no. Okay. (laughs) I I just think we should end on this note that we love each other and that we love each other. Be that, be a good friend. You have friends. Um, you know, reach out anyone who's listening to this. If you've struggled with any type of, you know, dark thoughts, we'll just call them dark thoughts. Please reach out to Christy or myself. Yeah. Like reach out to us. I am here to talk with you through everything. I'm here to listen. Um, Or listen. There's not a lot that I know about it, but I want to just listen and and be a listening ear and be there for you. Yeah. And be um that person for you yep that's it a listening ear and send you treats all right guys (laughs) this has been another episode of broken bougie and we'll see you next week all right guys bye